We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Looks good. All right. Well, welcome in. Welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, December 13th, 2022. <laughs> what year is it? And uh, it's time for a little bit of coffee and Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by on these morning shows, Scott Kennedy out there in Atlanta. Scott, how you doing? How is the uh, how's the holiday spirit out there in Atlanta this time of year? I'm doing good. We've got a baseball tournament that that my son picked up in in Florida, so I'm I'm oh. like excited. All right. So we're going down. I'm heading down there uh, Friday for uh, for a tournament with a pickup team, and I just checked their roster, and he's one of the smaller kids. No, not one of the, not smaller, but <clears throat> there's a couple six foot two hundred pound kids. These are thirteen year olds mm. on this roster, so it's uh, it might be fun. Wide receivers that that size already. No, no, those are future offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they <laughs> are adults. Five, wide one forty-five and can fly. That's a wide receiver. These guys are yeah. six foot two oh five. Thirteen what, year olds. They're a little 13. rounder. <laughs> Thirteen makes a difference uh, for sure. Yeah, but uh, a little rounder. Let's say hello to some people in the chat. As I I made the chat a little or the stream a little bit late this morning. Um, coffee took a second. Um, my wife switches. She's very seasonal. She'll be the first one to tell you. And she switches from cold brew to the the warm hot stuff. And I drink the hot stuff all year long. So I have to make the full pot now. And just a little behind. But the, we'll let people come in here as we're starting to matriculate through the chat. We got Jeremy Sean saying, uh, morning, boys. As much as I'd like to hurt Seattle's draft position, I think it's probably better to help ourselves in rounds three, four, five. So I'm if we lose, I'm okay with it. But trying to win, I think that you can just follow the trade value chart. To see that the difference between pick, what would you be picking there? Pick 73 versus you know, like 77 or something is negligible. Mm-hmm. Um, like you would have like a team would throw in a seventh round pick to move around there or like a fifth round pick. So, I mean, I guess it's a positive. If you, if you lose, you can look at it as a win-win. Uh, but I'd much rather hurt uh, Seattle's draft position uh, going down here. I really don't want to give them a top three pick. I think that's the cutoff for me. I, I've already made bed. It's going to be top 10, top five. Top three is where it hurts because you have probably – possibly a quarterback seems like there's some push against quarterbacks going in the top five uh, all of a sudden. Um, and you have Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. I'd really like to keep Will Anderson and Jalen Carter off that Seahawks team. Otherwise I'll be quite bitter. Yeah. That's one that will remind you for the next decade, possibly that that one's going to yeah. happen. So um, yeah, it, Kevin coming in says I'm done being mad about the team. So the, the stages of grief, you know, he's in the acceptance stage now. Mm-hmm. Trying to be positive. Good morning, Broncos. Uh, Nick and Scott, MHH for life. Denver Broncos for life. Kevin, good morning. Hope you're doing well. And, uh, you know, as Dave says, no Kyler Murray on Sunday. It might be no Kyler Murray in December, not just yeah. Sunday. Um, might be no Kyler Murray in August. 
Yeah, he, I mean, might be, late. he might be done for a while. Yeah, really sad to see that. And that looked like a team that was beaten down uh, yesterday, did not want to be there. Granted, the Patriots defense have a, a way of doing that. Um, I think everybody wants a second-time head coach. Everybody wants an offensive guy. But I would be okay interviewing Jared Mayo uh, and him being a legit candidate if the Broncos are uh, moving on from Nathaniel Hackett in the well, offseason. One of the discussions in, in last Tuesday's show, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it was one of our, our regulars came in in the comments afterwards, like, we don't need another reject from the Bill Belichick tree. And and for me, it's not so much the Belichick tree that worries me. It's the Tom Brady tree that worries me. You know, it's it's okay, this guy had a, was a good offensive coordinator with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, you know, Tom Brady hasn't always been the greatest of all time. It's kind of assumed that's almost statement as a fact now. But, you know, it was one of the hesitations I had with Nathaniel Hackett. I'm like, one, he's not calling plays. Two, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look back to the coordinators, the, the coaches that have come out of New England on the offensive side of the ball that makes you worry a little bit. Now, it's different now. You know, mm-hmm. now it is more coaching and development and the new players. It's not just, oh, Tom Brady and, and a good defense. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't scare me as much as it used to. You know, as now it would be almost, you know, it would be, be like Eric Bieniemy would be the one that would scare me following that same logic of yeah. Charlie Weiss and Josh McDaniels going to the, okay, I don't call plays and I've got Patrick Mahomes. Well, what the hell do you even have to do then? Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be the one that would, that would bother me more. I, I want somebody like uh, the guy at Philadelphia, you know, where we've seen the growth from Jalen Hurts. Uh, we've seen the, of, of Dayball. We saw the growth with, with Allen. Didn't just make his name off the back of somebody like that. So sorry to go long here, but yeah, it's okay. Mayo wouldn't bother me as much in that sense that we've seen from the Belichicks of the past, because it's not a, it's not, it's, it's, it's not Tom Brady's tree. Yeah. And the defense isn't loaded with pro bowl players either. I mean, you look through that roster who, who? I don't even know that name. Um, Like you have Matt Judon, who's their best player, but I mean, like your average fan probably doesn't know Matt Judon. Um, so I think it would take more than that. I don't know who Matt Jud- Judon is. I, I haven't watched the bills this year, except for the Patriots. Sparing, I mean, the Patriots, I haven't watched the Patriots at all this year. Yeah, I watched the Bills a few times. I'm like, I would have recognized that name on the Bills. I have watched the Bills. Yeah, Matt Judon's good, um, but that's just not a star set of oh, defense. Did but this happen? This was trending yeah. yesterday, and it it yeah. it hadn't happened yet. This that's awful. Bama X for those of you listening after the fact. Bama X post the R.I.P. Mike Leach. That that saddens me. That really does. That one. He's a he was just different and refreshing, and that that sucks. So uh, hearts go out to everybody that affects, which is literally millions of people. Yeah, it is really sad. Obviously, there was controversy around Mike Leach in his career, but he was a character and an offensive innovator. And uh, college football is better for having had him uh, be a part of the story of the game. And not just from a, you know, personality aspect, but from an innovation aspect as well. The air raid, I mean, what he did with Texas Tech has had ramifications throughout the entire football landscape. Football's played differently because of Mike Leach. So, um, and obviously <laughs> the interviews and whatnot, he's a pretty interesting dude. Apparently he was incredible with the media. You know, nobody was too small for him. He'd never big time people. He'd call in student reporters at midnight and give him a 45 minute interview and go off on like diatribes and stuff. So 
Yeah, uh, he's it's just, just different in a good way, you know, yeah. not the, you know, some of these guys are so arrogant and, yeah. and, and I think some of it's false bravado because mm -hmm. they're, they're a little insecure when they realize, Hey, I'm not special. <laughs> you know, this, this is football. This isn't rocket yeah. science or, you know, some of the stuff that Nick does on the side that actually takes talent. This yeah, is football. That. <laughs> um, but he was, he was that, that's a shame. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, no doubt. And, just, just a bummer. Uh, rest, rest in peace. Thinking about his uh, family as well. You know, he leaves behind. I think a couple kids. I think a couple kids, but I don't know for sure a wife. Um, so we got sunny days coming in. Not, not to go from sad to happy, but the smiley face coming in with the coffee and thumbs up and hearts. Good to see you, sunny days. Doug Freeland. Good morning to you, Doug. We got Peter saying, "Eat, sleep, and breathe Broncos." Well, that's essentially what's got dreaming Broncos. Sometimes that happens now, and. Uh... Which is which is strange. Normally, I'm having dreams. I'm still like in high school or middle school or college. I'm a, like I'm always twelve to twenty years old in my dreams. So anything new coming in means it's making an effect here. Uh, more of a nightmare from what we've seen these past couple of years. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Peter, coming in. We got Rob saying good morning, gents. The MH, the beat MHH team, assuming he is cleared, does Russ sit the rest of the year? Um, this is a good question. This is something. So episode today, what are we looking for down the stretch? Do you think we will see Russell Wilson again this season? Is it best to see him again this season? Or is it something where, you know, you're out of the playoffs, he's dinged up. Maybe it's best to put him on ice uh, for next I, year. I don't know how serious it is. I mean, the, the the hematoma or something up here looks worse than actual could be. I mean, you've, you've seen, you know, boxers get small cuts and they bleed like crazy. So anything mm -hmm. over here, that doesn't necessarily say the severity of the concussion. If it was anything in the realm of what Teddy Bridgewater faced last year, then no, I don't want to see him again this year um, at all. Uh, if there was a quarterback that would you you could count on it like, hey, maybe we can we want to get him some reps and up his trade value or blah, 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 something like this. And OK, that makes more sense. Um, but if it was just a if it was a, a minor concussion a week out, there's there'd be three games left. Take this week off and play in the last three. Then, yeah, he could he could play again, but I don't know the severity of the concussion. The one that Teddy Bridgewater got was scary. Uh, I don't think this one, not being a doctor, this one doesn't seem as concerning to me. I mean, Russ was still there, you know, just, you know, you get a welt on your eye or something like that can pop yeah. up. It looks worse than it is that we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him again. Um if, if, if it poses no danger to him beyond the danger he faces week in and week out behind that offensive line and his penchant for holding the ball too long, then yeah, he should, he should probably be back out there. Yeah. And just some context for that Teddy Bridgewater one. I believe it was the second one of the mm -hmm. season. 
And this would be considered Russell Wilson's first. So if he does play again this year and he gets a second one, we'll see you next year. Um, but uh, right now, I think it's definitely a possibility. We'll see him again. I think ideally he wants to play again. And this team has some good vibes going with the offense. I mean, just a little bit, but enough to be like, hey, you know, we put up some points. They put, what, scored 21 points in four minutes in that last game. Uh, so I think he'll want to be out there also. This, especially this week, this Cardinals defense is one of the worst in the NFL uh, coming up here. They made Mac he's Jones. He's got a lot to prove, Nick. I mean, yes. He, oh, yeah. He's, he's got a lot to prove still. So, mm-hmm. and 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 part of that was the mentality. And, and not, who's got nothing to prove to us is Andrew Lampy breaking the ice with the stars this morning. Appreciate you, you Andrew. Andrew. Love that big smile on that on that picture. But, you know, part of that was you're, what, two and nine? I don't remember the record. Three and ten. Three and oh. three and nine going in, and you know he's still laying out trying to get in. That's the com- that's the competitive nature that helps get these guys to where they are in their careers, especially for a five foot ten quarterback who's been told he's too short for most of his life. Um, I I would I if if he's like I said, if it doesn't pose any additional risk to him beyond the normal, which is just playing football these days, uh, seems to be riskier than ever. Um, I would, I would expect to see him back out there because, um, let me see here real quick. It was Tyler. Tyler comes in and says, uh, you know, zero playoff chance. I'd say park Russell, great chance to see what we have in depth. Unfortunately, Tyler, we know what you have in depth at the quarterback position. You don't, you don't have anybody, you know, if there was a draft pick there, you don't have a quarterback of the future or somebody you think you're grooming, you know, if you're sitting there, take the Atlanta Falcons, for example, Desmond Ritter may or may not be the guy, but he's also got some trade value um, where you could see him get a chance. You know, no one, no one's going to send you a second round pick for Brett Rippon. Um, it's just, it's just not going to happen. So you don't have <clears throat> an up and coming quarterback on the team where that makes sense. So yeah. unfortunately, Tyler, we know what we have in in depth at the quarterback position. Yeah, and, and I don't mean any offense to Brett Rippon. He's I, I love his interviews. I think he's a great guy. I think he's got a long future in this game, but he's not a future starting quarterback in the NFL. I just, I, I just don't see that. Yeah. He's going to be a heck of a coach. Uh, if he chooses to go that way or scout or he, he's got a good football mind, but just lacking. Um, we got Mark Schrader coming in. Good morning to you, Mark. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, like Mark Schrader, make sure you click the thumbs up uh, on the way in. Obviously I made the stream a little bit late today, but that's okay. And we got Deanna Hendry. Coming in from, I think, Alaska up there hanging out with Eric Trickle. Man, Alaska looks like beautiful country, Dan. I hope you're doing well, and thank you so much. $50 coming in saying, morning, gentlemen, hashtag MHH for life. Well, good morning to you, Deanna. We appreciate the heck idea coming in and supporting us. Yeah, supporting us and all the shows. Thank you so much. I think I think you started here with us, so don't we don't forget that. We don't forget that, Deanna. So I yeah. uh, appreciate you coming in before you, you head off to work and uh, – it's just amazing the support you've shown. Happy holidays to you and yours, however you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. We wish you a happy December anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Van Nostrand coming in saying, morning, y'all. Good to see you, Doc. And we got Alabama Chagreen saying, good morning, gentlemen. Let's draft some big uglies and build from the trenches. That way we at least have some kind of identity. I'm with you, and I, not to pick on Zach Kelberman, who does a good job, obviously, with uh, MHH and one of the Mile High Priests, but he posted about you know, Russell Wilson having no time to throw and investing in the offensive line. I agree with him about investing in the offensive line, but the data suggests that the pass blocking is not 
horrific. Now it's not great. Don't get me wrong, especially down to down, but Russell Wilson this year is fifth highest in time to throw. Uh, and the other quarterbacks are like blazing athletes out there. It's like Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts have the most time to throw. And those are it's it's because you know what that tells me it's a flawed stat, Nick. It is they're a flawed cre- stat. They're creating the most time to throw. Yes. They're holding the ball the longest. It doesn't yes. necessarily mean they have the most time to throw. And I can watch that running game and tell you this offensive line isn't worth a damn. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I agree with building the trenches, but it's not from the perspective that the offensive line pass blocking is horrible and can't do anything because of it. Now there were some plays in this game where they were bad. No doubt guys getting beat. You're going to expect that with the, the lack of uh, starters out there. My biggest thing is the run game. I think you have to build the run game infrastructure. Hello, Nick, everyone drink. He's been saying that for three months now. Um, but I think it has more to do with just the, and building identity with the run game versus the pass protection. Uh, so, and that's one of the things I want to talk about here, Scott, down the stretch here are any of these, offensive linemen outside of Quinn Miners, who will be here next year contractually, but are any of these guys salvageable uh, to the point where you would consider them coming back next year if they play well down the stretch based on what they've already done so far this season as well? How many of them are we going to see? You know, we, we've we talked about um, Ian, uh, Ian Fleming. Uh, hello, Cam. 007. Uh, Cam Fleming. Um, Cam Fleming, yeah, I, he was on 1.2. He's on a veteran minimum. He's He's definitely a re-sign for me. Um, I don't necessarily want him as a starter, but he hasn't been bad as a starter. I think I'd, he's I'd average. Him, yeah. I'd offer him three, you know, and say, yeah. you know, which would be good backup money and then try and upgrade there. Um, Wattenberg's okay. He'll be okay. You know, he wasn't, he'll, he's, he's, he'll be on the team next year. Um, you know, give him another year and, you know, can he help push at the center position? Um, but again, I need somebody else in there. I I've, I've said the number six, I want six. I want an investment of six players. Yeah. Three draft picks on the interior line and or tackle. Most people just call those offensive linemen, Scott, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and three free agents. But for me, it's, it's the, the real problems as much as we talk, right. Tackle the bigger problem for me this year has been center and left guard. Thank God. Yep. You said it. Uh, I know, but people will scream tackle, which they probably should. But I think it has much as much to do about Garrett Bowles and his contract and how that's set up as the revolving door at right tackle, um, personally speaking. Um, and we got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, what's up, guys? It's been a minute. Well, good to see you, Lawrence. But honestly, I think we're going to cause Russ to retire. Did you see how Travis Kelsey was talking about him after meeting him? Not to mention being a stepfather. His life is hard right now. His fans, we really haven't made it easy. And I get why, but still. I don't think he's going to retire. I mean, you see him out there giving it all. I think he's still got a lot of competitive spirit out there. Another season of this level of play, maybe, you know, that breaks his spirit, but uh, I can't imagine that right now. Um, but we'll see. And I did not see what Travis Kelsey uh, had, had to say. He's not retiring after this this season. No. No. Um, he signed a contract that may make him retire a Bronco, but he's not he's not retiring after this season. And, and hard is relative. Um you know, there's, there's times, you know, it, it's amazing how you get used to your station in life. And it seems like the same things that stress you out don't change no matter where you are on the socioeconomic ladder. I'm not being respected. I feel worthless. That type of stuff weighs on your mind. It weighs on your emotions, whether you're making 25 million or 12 bucks an hour, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it weighs on you. So, but hard, hard is relative. 
he still has it pretty good. <laughs> um, but, you know, from a professional athlete standpoint, I think Will Muschamp was the one. He was about to get fired at Florida. You know, he's on the hot seat. And he's like, kind of looked up. He's like, hey, don't worry about me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm paid well. I got a gorgeous wife. I got a contract that's going to set me up for life. I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the perspective. But it, it is hard. These guys are... It, it, it's the professional pride. You get used to this, to the stuff, the, the yeah. stuff that's around you. I always say you never have any more money. You just have cooler things as you, uh, as you get older. So it, it is relative. I wouldn't say it's hard. Um, but his professional life has been difficult this year without a doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, back to the offensive yeah, line. Here. Oh, nah, not with that money. Not, not this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the offensive line. Uh, Dalton Reisner probably will play this week, but I'd be curious if you wanted to give him another week to get Natani Moody out there at left guard. I thought the offensive line looked a little bit better with him out there. And there was talk about him this offseason prior to the season kicking off that he was competing for that right guard spot with uh, Quinn Miners uh, before Quinn took it and ran with it. I want to see if Moody is a potential option at left guard next season that you could maybe obviously want to have more stable known quantity there at left guard, but maybe Moody getting some reps changes the perspective some does he have one more year i think he does have one more year. yeah so the the discussion on that was you know the the uh it was funny one of the guys that uh that works falcons down here he does the the locked on he's like you know if you're out here spitting draft takes i would expect you to know the difference between a wide zone and a gap scheme and i might know concepts of it but as someone who spits draft takes i don't really care he's like while you do these things and you're then pining for guys who can't move and we were talking about offensive linemen and it was on twitter and i didn't respond but i said in my head i'm like you know i just make it real simple if they can't move i don't want them um but the other part of that is is can they hold up at the point of attack you know if they that to me is even more important you know if you can't if if you're getting blown off the ball I, i don't necessarily care that you can get to the second level so job one can you hold your own at the line Two, can you can you move? Can can we use you in, in in different schemes in order to get out there? The question on Muti was his mobility, not his at the point of attack. This offensive line desperately needs some power at the point of attack. I don't care if you can get to the second level if you can't handle level one. Yeah, I don't care. So Muti is worth a look out there for me yeah and um, i think it's especially they played three guard. left guards i thought he was by far the best of the three while he was out there yeah and i mean the scheme does matter depending on what you want to run you have to run the oh, scheme it does it, it does I, yeah. I know i just before you say this like yes guys are better in different schemes with without yeah. a doubt but if they're bad they're bad yeah you know and i don't want him if you're delta hand where okay these are my guys i need to get the best out of them but if I'm having to adjust what I have to do based on the lack of ability on my players, I want upgrades. Yep. I want upgrades. Yep. I agree with you. And I think the ability to, for most teams, not the 5'10 quarterback team that the Broncos are, I can live with a little bit of lack of size and anchoring ability from the center position if they are dominant in space, uh, but not at the guard spot. Uh, you mm. can You need your guard to be able to hang up. Uh, in some teams, we don't see the true nose tackle very often. A lot of times you can protect a center mm-hmm. uh, with a guard, but if you have a center and a guard that are both getting blown back, it's a big problem. Um, Usually your lightest guy on the offensive line is your center. Your lightest yeah. and most mobile 
is your center. Yep. And that's okay. And, 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 and to be fair, that might be the case as you're saying, you know, it's okay if you can get out to the second level, but you know, we watch a team every week that's got pretty good guard play in the Atlanta Falcons and Drew Dahlman is getting blown up. Every play that's designed to go up the middle ends up bouncing wide. He's a weak spot on there. I want to see that position get stronger at the point of attack. So Mooty for me shouldn't have been option four. He was option four at left guard. They went Reisner. They went to Bailey. No, 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 no. They went to Wattenberg. Then they went to Bailey. Then they went to Mooty. He was option four out there. Option one for me right now is Coach Chris. Coach Chris coming in. He says, my brother's from another mother. Good morning. Finally, we saw life on both sides of the ball this past weekend. Easily Wilson's best game of the year. I hope it continued. Happy holidays to you as well, my friend. Keep up the good fight. I saw some throws out there too. Like Mm -hmm. back foot, we talk about strong arm. Throwing the ball a long way is not an indicator of a strong arm. An indicator of a strong arm is how much velocity can you get it when you don't get your feet set, when you're off, off of your mechanics. And I saw him back foot zip one, just shade of the right side of the middle of the field. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's what I want to see out of him. So, Show me that 20 yard out. That's what it, I want to see. I don't care yeah, about the This one wasn't quite an out. It was right, it was right around yeah. the hashes, maybe just outside the hashes. I don't remember exactly, but I was like, that was a gorgeous throw. Yeah. Like, all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot of times the highlight level throws, the ones that are the real judges, of the arm strength. I want to see the seven intermediate throws in tight windows where you're squeezing it between a safety and a linebacker. And those are the ones that really are. Uh, the demonstrators for arm talent for me, which is why you want to watch the whole tape rather than highlights out there. Uh, we got Tyler coming in here saying, have you uh, mentioned who I was playing in the bowl game playing Kentucky? I think the over under is like 21 or something or 26. It's going to be the, it's going to score, score lower than army Navy, which is insane. Um, great to see Iowa and Iowa state playing well, Josie Jewel and Brock Purdy. Yeah, it's uh, definitely fun. So good to see some Midwest boys. there uh, doing some stuff. Peter saying like to see the Broncos draft wide receiver and offensive line free agency. Also had offensive line. They definitely got to add some guys. Derek Blair talking about looking ahead. Will we see Randy Gregory anymore this year? See, I think that you are building something for Russell Wilson. So if the head is okay, I think getting some confidence out there would be fine. I don't really think the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Cardinals defenses are all that great. So I'd like to see uh, Russell Wilson out there. I have a different take with Randy Gregory. Put him on ice. Uh, It's all about next year for him anyway. Get some young guys, some reps. Let's see if Nick Nick Benito can learn some stuff out there because we saw him some in this last game. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, you have uh, Jacob Martin under contract next year as well. Uh, so I would not want to see Randy Gregory at all this season to risk him getting injured next year. Ice up, uh, get yourself healthy, and uh, you're playing for a lot of money in 2023. So go out there and play. Yeah, this was a, he was a low cap hit this year, um, but you've got, he's paid handsomely next season and you can get out of it the year after it was a two-year deal you know i don't want to talk about this 70 million stuff it was a two-year like 28 million dollar deal and i think 16 of it is next season Mm -hmm. um you need to get your return oh no and and there is you know we mentioned the depth at quarterback there is depth at edge there are young players at edge jonathan cooper is healthy and has has looked good the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. you want to Get, uh, you mentioned Benito, some experience. Browning can use all the experience he can get. He's still a first-year guy at that position too. So play the young guys at edge for sure. And if you can, no, I I don't care if I see Randy Gregory or not. 
Yeah. Uh, I would lean towards just just whatever it takes to keep him healthy. I don't care if, okay, well, we need to get him some reps. Why? Yeah. Why? No, we don't. He yeah, might be, be a new defense, next, defense next, year. next year. The whole staff yeah. could turn over next year. He doesn't need to get familiarity with Ebro's system. No, I don't I don't care. And then you're in four weeks, you're off for four months. Yep. Hundred percent. We're on the same brain here. Mm-hmm. Michael coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Good to see you. Our guy Patrick out there in Hawaii saying, I hope they let Russ rest and heal up. Let the young boys try it on. Scott kind of already talked about this a little bit. I'm sure you're responding mm-hmm. to this, but if the Broncos had like a fourth round draft pick from last year, that was a rookie player or a formerly highly invested player that maybe you could flip for, like, let's say you still had drew lock out here and you still had years of control left. Maybe you play him a to get him experience B to maybe flip him in the off season for mm-hmm. something and reset that cheap um, rookie contract on the back end behind Russell Wilson. But it's Brett Rippon. He's, this is the last year of his contract. He's been a practice squad guy for most of his career. He doesn't have probably much of a future as a backup quarterback in Denver. So I don't think there's much to uh, build upon with him as the backup. And the other part of this, Nick and Patrick is the guys that you want to try and get more experience as young players mm-hmm. will be dependent, will benefit from having a better quarterback. Yeah. So if I want Brandon Johnson, if I want Jalen Virgil, if I want uh, Jerry Judy out there again, he's still young. Hell Jerry Judy's what? 22 years old, maybe 23 years old. The young guys out there, they are going to be much better off with Russell Wilson. They will get much more experience, yeah. better experience with Russell Wilson than they would with Brett Rippon. 100%. And Anthony coming in saying, love Brett, but who is a who is a good possibility for a backup quarterback next year? By the way, good morning, guys. We'll want to see what the market looks like. I know that uh, Jacoby Brissett has played well above expectation uh, for the Browns next year. Maybe you want to invest in somebody who's a little bit more of a known quantity. Scott will get sick at this one but the kind of guys you're talking about right now as a backup if you're not drafting one is guys like Jacoby Brissett Sam Darnold uh somebody like that who I mean you know it's like the Andy Dalton retreads he's on his fourth contract type of guys those are okay for backups just yes for backups. don't don't use a number three pick and three second round picks to draft Sam Darnold that's just and then pick up his 20 or 20 million dollar option golly <laughs> Um, he looks, he's looked okay. That Panthers team is really on the up and up, man. I've been impressed with how they're playing. Not I because know, of but I'm just the, saying, but that he's also going to be a free agent at the end of this year for a reason. You know, yes. they, they picked it up. Miguel coming in says, good morning. Uh, and, and DVN, Dr. Van Nostrum coming in says, Russ is definitely not Josh Allen. I have to know when to slide. If he had slid at the two, we would have been pretty pissed. Yeah. You know, we, there, the, the, there would have been a lot of anger. Going towards him if he slides at the two when he's got a chance to put his head down and get in there. It's just unfortunate. But in that case, I think he he made the right move because he definitely knows when to protect himself. He's a yeah. veteran quarterback. That was a time to go for it. It just didn't work out for him. Yep. Juan coming in here saying, what do you guys think about Jason Garrett as a replacement uh, if they make a change? No. Uh, Jason Garrett is not for me. Um, failed spectacularly as the Giants offensive coordinator and now working in TV. Stanford said they didn't want him. Um, they're hiring the Sacramento State head coach, which what a jump uh, for that. I don't even know what the name is of the head coach there, but good for him. Um, but yeah, probably not. Deanna coming in saying Alaska is awesome. I'll have to get up there at some point. I'm a hiking mountain obsessed person. So one day uh, would love to do some fishing uh, in grizzly country, which is sounds scary, but uh, I'm, I'm live on the edge Todd Smith as much as you can uh howdy Broncos country good to see you Todd uh we have a uh, crypto coming in here saying our receivers can't get open other than um 
Jerry Judy, and also I think Corlin Sutton. There's an ESPN advanced analytic and the advanced analytics in football, you know, roll your eyes or not, but they have a uh, Judy and Corlin Sutton as like two of the top 10 getting open receivers in football. The issue is that they have not had a high rate of catchable balls delivered when they've been open. They haven't been thrown to when open every time. And they've also they been dropping the ball offensive line in the top 10. So yeah, I think the offensive lines uh, advanced <laughs> stats are not as good yeah. as the wide receiver ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, there was a whole like dunking on the offensive line advanced stats because they have the lions offensive line is not very good. And they are awesome. I mean, that's the straw that stirs the drink out there for Detroit. Um, but yeah, I think the receivers can get open, but it's an issue of catching the ball deliver, uh, getting the ball delivered on time, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, going back and watching the L 22, I mean, Jerry Judy has been getting open most of the season. Now he kind of has to get open because he's very bad in contested catch situations, but still, I, I would disagree with, uh, this take, they can't get open. You don't have enough guys that can get open. Uh, I think is a bigger issue. And that's just a depth issue. Jeremy comes in. I said, I hate to bring this up, but you guys be cool with signing lock uh, as the backup. If he is released, um, he is a free agent after this year. So um, he doesn't even have to get released. He just resigned. So he'll, he'll be a free agent. Um, and a lot of the discussion on here about the, what do you call it when you have regrets, the regrets of the trade, you know, Locke's name comes up because he was part of the trade. It yeah. doesn't have anything to do with Drew Locke. Nothing. You'd rather have your picks back, Russ in Seattle, and me as backup quarterback. It, it doesn't have anything to do with Drew Locke. It has everything to do with Russell Wilson. Yeah. And the only reason anybody still talks about Drew Locke at all is because he's a former Bronco. If you're going through the same, there's probably a similar situation with another quarterback who has gone through you know, the Sam Darnold, except he was a very high draft pick. And, you know, it's not really, it's not even a discussion. Drew Locke's name does not enter Bronco's fear if he wasn't already a Denver Bronco because he hasn't done anything to prove that he belongs on the Denver Broncos. So the Drew Locke talk has nothing to do with Drew Locke. It has everything to do with the regrets of the trade of Russell Wilson. So, yes, you would rather have Drew Locke in your picks back than Russell Wilson right now, without a doubt. Like I said... You'd rather have me with with a clipboard and a helmet on as a, as a third-string practice squad guy and your picks back than Russell Wilson. So it, it's about Russell Wilson, not Drew Locke. And takes two to tango. I can't imagine uh, Drew Locke would want to be back um, in Denver right now. Probably it's best for him and the team to go separate ways right now. Just a little bit too fresh there. Expectation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Just better for probably his football career. Uh, to go elsewhere and somewhere where he's probably maybe, you know, a chance to get some starting reps versus here where he will obviously be the backup quarterback next season. Whoever's brought in next year is obviously the backup quarterback. Um, And I think there's still enough. Drew Locke's still young enough where there's a shot. It's not like third contract, fourth contract veteran quarterback that you're bringing in. Uh, We got Moody coming in saying you will soon hear news about Moody. Well, that's mama Moody, I believe coming in here. Uh, So hopefully, um, we're hoping to see him down the uh, the stretch here at left guard. I think one year left of his contract. Um, I've been searching last night via all your infos to give you my last gift of token of appreciation. So, makes it sound like that Mooty might not be a Denver Bronco for much longer, uh, is what she's what she's saying. And again, uh, Mama Mooty, he was fourth at left guard in this pecking order. That Third speaks. Yeah. No, he was fourth. Yeah. <laughs> It went Reisner, it went to Wattenberg, it went to Bailey, it went to Mooty. Yeah. In one week, 
That's how it was. When Reisner was out, they put in they put in Wattenberg. When Wattenberg wasn't cutting it, they put in Bailey. When Bailey was getting his ass kicked, they put in Muti. That's one, two, three, better. four yeah. over the course of a week. So that speaks that speaks volumes to me. And like I said, I'd, I'd rather deal with somebody that can that can hold up at the point of attack first. If he's got other limitations, okay, let's deal with him. But if I can't handle the point of attack, then uh, I, then then it doesn't matter what else we yeah. can do. Yeah, but Butch Berry question marks. I think if oh, and here's the here's the big one. Sorry, I saw I didn't see this okay. one first, but uh, uh, Ms. Muti, Mama Muti says hi, family. Thank you for always being here for me to listen to. It's always been happening. Muti's been really quiet about things, and we kept quiet about things. It's being a good pro. Uh, he's been the best in all of them. Head coach knew uh, knew he was better than his his best friend Reisner. Do you know why they tried hard to hide him? I, I don't. Um, he said, but you will soon hear the news about Muti. So, all right. Well, we appreciate it. We are looking forward to that type of stuff coming out. And we appreciate you being in here and being a longtime member of this community. It means, uh, means a lot to us. Um, Dave came in with some stars. He says, what are we thinking for Judy's fine? 50,000. I don't know what the precedent is for bump into a referee. Um, you know, it, it's basically, if you had a, a really high tense lawyer, on the street, it's assault and battery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you came up and yelled at somebody's face and then made contact with them. Now he didn't mean to, it doesn't matter. You yeah. go up and you get that animated with a, with a referee and you make contact with them. You're lucky. You're still in the game. Yeah. So yes, there will be a retroactive fine for it. I don't know what the precedent is there, but that's, that's what it'll be. 50 sounds probably about right. Um, and all of those, um, uh, I'm pretty sure all of those fines, I don't know who gets to choose, but those fines go to charity uh, yeah. is, is my understanding on that. So there's not a conflict of interest like there is with your local police department. When they give you a ticket, they keep the money. That's how they fund their business. The NFL is not like that. They, they send theirs to charity. Well, so you're just saying that Judy was in the holiday spirit. And looking to make a charitable <laughs> uh, donation is what I'm picking up from this. Um, we got Keith, <clears throat> excuse me, Keith coming in here saying, can coaching fix the offensive line or changes needed regardless? I think no matter what, uh, Butch Berry's going to be out. Um, he, the the regression of the offensive line across the board has been pretty poor. Uh, and I think that Butch Berry, I'm curious if Mom Moody has anything to say about him as well. But uh, that's one that I think there'd be change regardless. I'm assuming the whole staff is out on the offensive side, but for sure, offensive line coach Butch Berry. We got Paul coming in saying good morning for Spokane, Washington. Broncos for show out there in East Washington, close to Coeur d'Alene, beautiful area. I think John Elway has a summer home out there. Uh, Dr. Van Nostrand coming in here saying, does coaching staff have problem evaluating talent? Coach over Glasgow, no Moody, no Albert O all season. I've heard some rumblings that it's not always the coaching staff that's picking who's out there on the offensive line, but rather the quarterback. Um, he's having a large input on what the starting offensive line looks like has been what I've been told from multiple uh, unconnected people. So then I think that's specifically true to Cushenberry over Glasgow. I can't speak to how the offensive line has got, gone from there. Um, but um, Russell Wilson is, it's not just coaching staff as far as who's playing right now. I do think Russ has a huge uh, say in what they run and who's playing. And, and I'm not going to judge somebody based on what I see without all the information. Um, like I've said, uh, I've kind of came up with that this year, this, this phrase, but it's like questions are easy, answers are hard. So mm -hmm. I have questions. Why? Why is an Alberto? You know, maybe Alberto is late 
every day to practice, mails it in, I, bad attitude. I don't know all of those things. Those are the questions I would have. And you might not get those answers right. You're not going to get those answers on the record. You're not going to learn anything from that. Oh, Albert O's been great, been really working hard. He's going to have to be more consistent. We're really excited about Albert O. Blah, 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 coach speak, you're lying. That's okay. I, I, I have those questions. We're not going to get those answers. So I'm not going to say, hey, you guys have a real problem evaluating talent because we don't know all the information. There's, yeah. there's several things that go into playing. There could be little injuries we don't know about that they don't talk about. Uh, there's a zillion reasons it could go into one player playing over another. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> definitely have questions. Uh, Greg Smith coming in saying, good late morning Broncos for breakfast. Well, we're glad to have you here. You also got James Hyatt coming in saying, bring in someone who can pass rush. Competition is a good thing. Talking about uh, the offensive line or the pass rush there. Um, no doubt about that. No uh, can, pass rushers. <laughs> absolutely, that's true. And especially if you are looking at the the way with Randy Gregory's contract uh, you are set up right now to maybe be taking another pass rusher early in this cycle. What happens with Draymond Jones, uh, Deshaun Williams is a free agent. This team, if the best player uh, falls to them and it's a pass rusher, then they need to at least consider it in the draft early because uh, it is such a valuable position. And with Randy Gregory's contract, he might need to go cheap and young ascending if you move on from him after next season. So, oh, it's so dirty when you say that move on from somebody. No, no, cheap and young is Nick. <laughs> well, it can happen sometimes. Um, That's you though. You're 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 cheap and young. I'm old. Yeah, old and expensive. Yeah, no, that's uh, Scott, you're young at heart. Rob coming in. Nick, love to see you and Zach do a show. You both great, but you have such different viewpoints. Sometimes love to hear you guys chat. Maybe one day. I I I don't know. Um, I'm pretty independent in my thought process here. Uh, you know, I I try to overall listen to the landscape of the league and I watch in the off season once. So this is how much of a psychopath I am in football. I'll do all the draft stuff. And then once like the draft is over, then I start to find uh, coaching clinics um, to figure out all the scheme stuff that's going on right now. Uh, so that way, like there's a lot of really good uh, coaching clinics out there. Scott's. No, the squirrel's about. back at my window. So he knows I'm, I'm about to start talking about simulated pressure and he's trying to get in there and say, yeah, that. you know, <laughs> showing blit, a fake blit simulated pressure. Like I said, most of this stuff's been around for a zillion years. They're just changing the terminology on it and the body types, uh, no doubt. And, um, uh, mom Moody come back and saying money has been everything, not victory example, whatever amount of money has been invested in a player. It's a must that player to play. Moody cannot play ahead of Reisner, Wattenberg, Bailey. They all paid more than him. I can't imagine Wattenberg's paid that much more as they were both fifth round picks, but he's been drafted by this regime with this coaching staff. So that's definitely, yeah, that and, you know, then there's something goes at the higher round pick. That's you, you and you're, that's why we have so much respect for the undrafted free agents that come yeah. through or the walk-ons that, that come through. Cause we know how hard they've had to fight because you are going to give your early round picks. If I make an investment in something, I'm going to give them every chance in the world to go out and do it. Now, um, the good news is, is some of these guys are on the last years of their contract, Yeah, you know, um, and, and riser. And, and that could be part of it's, if that could be part of the problem is if you know your position safe like that, it's that's that when the competition is shot, it's not good for the team. It's yeah. not good for the team at all. Yep. Uh, 
I like the Jim Harbaugh method where you come in and every single person's competing for their spot every single year, regardless mm-hmm. of what you've done. I don't care. You're all generic uh, NPC players and the best guys, uh, the best guys rise to the top in the competition. Um, well, and I've told quick. you, you know, the general manager, the stuff that Nick and I like doing is the general aspect of this. My job as a general manager is to replace you mm-hmm. uh, is to, is to upgrade is to make every position better. Your job is to make you your, yourself indispensable from a monetary standpoint, from a on the play standpoint, where I don't want to be playing against you, but my job is to is to replace you every year. I, I need to, I, I want to do better at this position. Can I? All right. Well, let's see. Yep. So that's what competition is all about. Hundred uh, percent. Last bit here. We're talking about what we can watch down the stretch here. One last bit of offensive line. What have you thought of Graham Glasgow's play down the stretch here? And has it been enough where you could do a contract restructure uh, to give him another year for cheap uh, beyond this season and keep him around? Uh, has he done enough where you, is there even a conversation there or how old is he? I don't mind him being a part of the eight. If you've got eight active guys on your offensive line on your, on your 48 man active roster on game day, I don't mind him being one of the eight because I can go in and throw him in an emergency. If my two backup guys, of my three backup guys on my on my 48 man game day are Fleming and Glasgow. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, at three million each or whatever. That's that's not bad. He's 30 um, years old. He's how old? 30. Okay. So he's not that he's just he's just not very mobile, but he can do a job at guard and center. Mm-hmm. I don't want him being one of my starters, you know, unless there's an emergency. And even then I'm gonna go and start scouring waiver wires and practice squads. See if I can bring somebody else in if I lose a starter, but I don't. I don't mind him being a reserve um, and paying him reserve money. That he was on fourteen million a year um, is is pretty nuts. You could do you know the the, the original contract he signed, but there's zero percent chance he plays on that contract next year. Yeah. Zero. Oh, I said that last year, year and they restructured. I'll, I'll say that again this year. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Does he I, I come back curious. on? A quarter of that, that's up to him. I mean, the market's not going to be there for him. He's not going to have a, a, a big money market. Um, so it will be up to him. Yeah. You know, I've made a pile of money. He's probably made $30 million, $40 million in his career. Do I want to play on two? Do I love the game that much? Or am I in my 30s now? And my, I'm having trouble raising my arm above, you know, above the, my shoulder level because my shoulders hurt and my hips hurt and I'm going to need a knee replacement. You know what? A day at the beach sounds pretty good. Yeah. I yeah, I'd be curious. I think right now with how big his contract is and the difference between what he's paid versus his output, you probably there's probably not a middle ground that you can find with him mm-hmm. to restructure that contract unless you add years to it. Um, which again for a 30 year old backup, I think he's looked pretty he's looked okay at center. Um he's looked he, okay. Yeah, but his mobility is a problem. We saw a screen pass. There was a on that successful screen, usually you run a screen with multiple offensive linemen. Yeah, you know there there'll be more than one. When on that screen pass, there was one guy out in front. It was Quinn Miners. It's because hmm. it's the only guy on the offensive line that can run. the The rest of the guys that you can you can't run the screen. So why don't we run more screen plays? Because your linemen can't move, and your wide receivers. And, they, and they make up for it by being you know weak at the point of attack. It's it's bad, man. It's bad. So yeah. he he's he's immobile. But he's he's you know, relatively speaking to a yeah. to a plus starter he's he's immobile but he can at least hold up at the point of attack and he can do a job if you need him I'd be okay with him on a on a on reserve money I, I would yeah I I agree with you I just was he's been playing 
an improvement at the center position than what we had with Lloyd Cushenberry to the point where it's like, okay, what do you think here? Cause it's just, you have so many holes. Maybe that's one that his level of play has been solid enough where you're not looking to make more holes than you already have. Maybe you also move on from Garrett Bowles and his massive he'd be part of my 90, you know, yeah. he'd be part of my 90. Like I said, yeah. I want six new guys. I'm, I want six new investments Yep. and you're, you're, you're invited to camp in, you know, when, when I've got my 90 or 95, however many it is in April. Yeah. I think it'd be shocking with his contract, but uh, anyway, worth a discussion. we got Naj coming in saying, Hey brothers, it's likely Gregory will continue to batter injury. Unfortunately, DC Cooper, Jonathan Cooper is a viable starter opposite Browning on the offensive line. It looked better with Moody, but Hey, would they have played Wattenberg over him? I don't know why they played Wattenberg over him once he was getting just annihilated. Honestly, it was like, it was one of the point where I felt bad for him. Like this guy's obviously not ready for this spot up against Chris Jones and he's getting just, embarrassed on national TV. Hopefully he improves from here. Uh, but that's uh, not great for a guy you traded up for in the fifth round that uh, you picked over some other guys. As far as I had only seen Muti on the, le- on the right side up until now. So has he played some left guard? I feel like he played left guard two years ago against Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, that stands out in my mind. And it's, you know, the guard position isn't quite like the, t- it's not as for, at least in my mind, I could be completely wrong on this. I don't think I am though. The guard position isn't as different as the tackle position when we talk yeah. about swapping sides. Yeah, you just don't have to move as much, um, protect that edge. But as far as uh, seeing Cooper as a starter opposite Browning, not ideally. Uh, I think that you want to do better than that. Um, Cooper, I think, is a very good player, but you want difference makers at edge. You want closers. You want guys like that Ravens game. If you had a closer out there, you maybe win that game because you have a guy who gets that pass rush that gets a sack or ends the game. I mean, we saw that time and time again with Von Miller. Obviously everybody would love a Von Miller. You don't, you don't have to have a Von Miller, but I don't see Cooper as being that level of pass rusher. I don't see Nick Benito being a starting caliber edge rusher as well. I think he can be part of a very good rotation. It does a job pretty well. Uh, but I think that if you are moving on from Gregory edge rusher is a massive need on this team opposite Browning. And that doesn't even get into the, uh, conversation that, uh, Browning has had multiple injuries uh, over the last two years as well that have caused him to miss time. So I think edge is a sneaky, uh, sneaky play for this team. I, and and Naj, appreciate the support, uh, my friend. I, I don't see Cooper as a, as a viable starter is one thing. As a guy I mentioned a few minutes ago that I would be looking to upgrade constantly. Yes, as a starter, because he's about, he came in the league about 245 pounds, 250 pounds. He's a little light for what I want as what I would consider a, I can pl- I can plug this guy in for the next 10 years and know I'm good. I know yeah. I'm I'm set at this position. Otherwise, I'm looking to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more dynamic. Do I like him in my rotation, especially at his cost? Absolutely, I do. And I think he can be a productive member of this team. Do I want more out of that position for my starter? Yes, I, I do. I do. Yeah. Deanna Hendry coming in saying, I like Andrew Beck. Hope he's back next year. He's a two-fold player. Yeah, H-back, tight end, fullback. Uh, I think he's listed officially as a fullback now. Uh, he played there in college as well. It, it'll depend on what the scheme is next season and if they're looking to go cheaper and <laughs> cheaper and younger, everybody can drink, uh, but a different kind of guy there. But he's been a solid player. I think he was a Broncos salute to service player as well. Uh, so he's been he's been fine, but he's one of the guys that you can probably find an Andrew Beck like player in the off season. Uh, if you are looking to, you know, just change up the room a little bit and maybe somebody that fits a little bit differently, but I'm not against it. I just don't yeah, think he's, the, um, yeah. no, for sure. I mean, he, he, when you do multiple jobs and you're on a veteran minimum, those guys live and breathe football. Um, you know, he's, he's doing all of the dirty work. Um, 
at, at fullback and tight end without getting the the glory of the catches and touchdowns or carries. So he's a again, I agree with you. I think he's a, a good guy to have around because um, he does multiple roles for sure. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So keeping it going here, things to watch for down the stretch. I think it's probably likely that we will see Cortland Sutton back this week. But do you think that we will see some difference in terms of the roles of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy played significantly more X this uh, last week as a boundary player versus his usage in the slot uh, where Cortland Sutton had been playing more. I mean, they talked about it after the game and I went and looked at the difference in slot versus boundary and it changed dramatically from Judy to this game compared to his uh, season norms. Do you think that we keep Judy on the outside and where does that potentially move uh, a guy like Cortland Sutton? Like what, what does it look like down the stretch here? I would like to have the the flexibility on this. I want to I want to get on this one uh, real quick because because Mama Moody's coming in spitting some good information in here, um, talking about the, the the money on this, and she's right. Wattenberg is paid three to four times more than Mooty because now Mooty is on a practice squad salary. Oh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. So he was a flex. He's on a he's on a practice squad salary, which yes. is very different than a draft pick. So yep. she's she's absolutely right on yep. this. I mean, not that we doubted. I just wanted to figure yeah. out, okay, why? Why Why would it be? Because the year to year, even if you're drafted at the same position, there's a little bit cost of increase from two years down the line. But Moody's on a practice squad contract right now. Because that's why. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know, depending on what happens here, um, the news could be that he gets signed to the 53 or, you know, flexed on and off. So hopefully the news that she's uh, referring to here is that he's, He's getting signed permanently to the 53, which will give him that raise up into, uh, you know, the, at least for the last four weeks of the season, will give him a 3x type raise. of uh, of raise. So yeah. uh, thank you again for the for the uh, information. And she says, you won't see Mooty today. Okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on in here. Lots of stuff going on in here. Yeah. Um, keeping it going here to you, but the wide receiver room, I would really love to see uh, – Cortland Sutton get some more of the big slot roles going forward. I mean, I think he's a little bit more of a physical presence out there than Jerry Judy and Judy looks so good at X and whatever they're doing right now with Sutton and uh, Judy before this was not obviously working very well. Uh, so I'd be curious about maybe moving Sutton to more of the big slot role um, and see you, Deanna, have a good one out there in Alaska. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I would be curious about keeping Judy out there. I also really want to see as much as we like Kendall Hinton. I'm not sure what the status is with his injury. We'll know more Wednesday. Uh, but he's older uh, than the likes of Jalen Virgil and Brandon Johnson. I want to get those guys more involved as well. Maybe they're competing for, you know, that fifth wide receiver spot next year on this roster. But uh, those are my thoughts on the, the wide receiver room right now. I'd like to move them around for sure. Um, yeah. yeah I, when I start talking about how the, the use of receivers, I, I use basketball analogies as much as anything. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I take a little bit of pressure off the, the point guard by letting him play shooting guard a little bit more because I need to get him going. You know, you want to try and find him easy looks. The easier looks, the easier way to get the short catches and just at least get into a rhythm of catching the ball is by far in the slot. You're closer to the football. It's it's just it's easier to do. Sutton needs to get more involved as far as even mentally get more involved. And you move those guys around. Who do I need to get more involved? I'm going to rotate them into the slot. It will be great to have a bigger receiver like Tim Patrick come back and be fully healthy. Uh, you know, and, and again, we can, we talked about all these weapons and all the things we wanted to see, and we we didn't get to see them yeah. this year. And I know everybody's got injuries. Everybody has got injuries now. Good lord, the quarterbacks are dropping like flies. Um, that I just um, 
I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole guys into specific spots. These guys are talented enough to Jerry Judy's a first round draft pick. He's talented enough to play outside, you know, and then Sutton to try some matchup problems with a, give him a different look with a guy who's bigger and more physical. Yes. Try that, move him around, be flexible and, and then ride the hot hand right now. The hot hand's Jerry Judy. Yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent. And also I think the game has changed a tad not to get, too much into the weeds about you know evolution of positions but the the big slot is more in vogue right now than the Wes Welker's Julian Edelman's of the world because they're using that big slot as a key piece of uh, the blocking scheme out there he's cracking back and hitting the linebacker in outside zone looks you need that uh, slot player to be a blocker and Cortland Sutton this year has not been a great blocker but even Cortland Sutton as a bad blocker is better, better than Jerry Judy as a blocker. You can probably protect him a little bit more from the, the blocking scheme and the impact of the blocking as a boundary player than a slot player where Sutton can take on a uh, come back and take on a linebacker or a walk down safety or a nickel of any sort. So um, I think it's something they need to look at uh, down the stretch here, just personally speaking, just to see what it looks like because you have Sutton here next season. Uh, you have Patrick coming back. Maybe he's more of the Z and then Judy, maybe he's the X. Um, I'm not sure, but I think Judy in the slot, given how good he looked at X and how poor Sutton has been this season, you need to keep Judy at X and then everything else from there fills out. Yeah. So it, um, and some of that's matchups and having Sutton back because Judy's obviously not going to score three touchdowns a week and there will be more focus on him. If, uh, if, if he's, if I'm going out there with Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil and, and Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy's going to see double coverage for the rest of his the season. Uh, yeah. Moving Sutton into the slot will help free him up as well. Yep, hundred um, percent. We Keep have. Uh, let me let me rephrase. Keep him yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, free 100%. Jerry Judy. If he's uh, playing, he might be playing suspended this week. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, but there's, I mean, but we'll there is a chance. There, there's a chance you get a one game yeah. suspension for for making contact with a referee. It's possible. Yep. Before we get into the defense, Jeremy coming in and asking Nick any good centers in this upcoming draft. Uh, I know that a lot of people like uh, John Michael Schmitz out of uh, Minnesota. He's a little bit older. He's going to be 24 years old. I don't really care as much about that uh, for the offensive line as other positions, but uh, he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, there's also the center whose name I'm going to butcher um, from Michigan, who is a really highly thought of uh, center in this upcoming class. He was a pretty impactful uh transfer portal player for Michigan on that offensive line. And uh, Ohio state also has a center uh, that's pretty highly respected uh, right now. I'm mostly in big 10 football. Uh, still, I haven't started to weed out so much, especially on the interior offensive line. I look at the tackles and wide receivers first right now. I'm starting to dig through the wide receivers, but uh, those three, all three of those uh, centers have caught my eye as a potential ones. And I've seen John Michael Schmidt specifically from Minnesota mocked in first rounds um, here over the last couple months. So he's the one I think you keep the eye on the mostly. And FC Donley comes in, he says, did Judy look good because we had no other starters out there and no one else to throw to? It usually works the opposite way, FC Donley, where if if I know Judy's the, my only real threat, I can rotate coverage over the top of him. So Judy looked good because he was playing a little bit more offsides and because he is good. Um, he's He's got a little bit of a an, a, an attitude to him where he's not always fully engaged uh, 100%. And I, I think, again, You've got a quarterback who doesn't use the middle of the field that well. I put my best receiver outside in this game, and he had a good game. So he's been inside more 
with a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball to the middle of the field very often. So that's one of the reasons. But typically, you're you're uh, you know being the only starter out there means it'd be easier for him to get shut down. Now, if he's if you're in a huge passing attack where you're throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns every game, uh, and he's getting ignored, then you can say, okay, he got the attention because these other guys were gone. But nobody's been putting up big numbers. Nobody else has more than one touchdown this season. Judy came into the game with three and finished the game with six. He's been your best receiver this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to the offense, the defensive side of the ball. What am I looking forward down the stretch here? I would love to see Caden Stearns out there, but at this point you might just keep him on the injured list uh, because of the hip issue with him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Obviously, I think this is the last ride we have with Kareem Jackson at safety here. So you're probably looking for safety. Probably will be Caden Stearns next year. Uh, but safety is a kind of a sneaky position for the Broncos day two, day three, uh, because of how, I hate to say it, but with how Justin Simmons has been playing and how his contract is set up, maybe they will look to go a different direction and give yourself some options there. Again, younger and cheaper. Uh, but the one guy I'm really looking forward down the stretch here that could really change the offseason direction of how this Broncos uh, team build is Damari Mathis. I've been impressed with him on the boundary. I know that I've been getting given Eric a hard time because he's been harder on Damari Mathis. Uh, but I think he brings a physical presence to the outside. I'm not sure if his long-term best fit is on the boundary versus the slot. Uh, given how physical he is, you need a freaking fighter at the nickel uh, these days. And that's what Kwan Williams is. But Kwan Williams is probably only here next season and then question mark. Uh, but uh, the guy I'm, mo I'm, I'm most excited uh, to see what Damari Mathis does down the stretch, because if cornerbacks in need, it changes the conversation with Ronald Darby. Uh, it changes the conversation with your early draft picks. If it's not, you have a lot more flexibility. And that's comes down to Damari Mathis for me. Yeah, and I think you're right now we're trending towards we're okay with our top yeah. two corners, which is especially on rookie contracts. Good gracious. Speaking of a cheat code, yeah. Um, you know, this you can drop you can dump 30, 40 million dollars into the cornerback position alone, and you'd be you would be on the cheap for sure. And Aki Dragon comes in, I love this, just trade everybody. And as I've said, Aki, the old Ted DiBiase, million dollar man, that's old wrestling talk, Nick, for young for the young guys, is everybody's got a price. So, you know, the only guy who looks untouchable from a team building standpoint on this team right now looks Pat Sertan. Until someone comes in and offers you three first round draft picks and you say, bye, Pat. Thank you. You were awesome. But that, that won't happen. No one's going to overpay to that type of level. But yeah, everybody's got a price, man. Everybody. I'll pick up the phone. And listen, I might probably going to tell you no, but I'll listen to anything, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other thoughts on the defense team? Yeah, everybody is available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh Holy free God. She wasn't kidding. Mama Muti. I said, I guess YouTube was going to be a little bit easier. She said she wanted to come in here and, uh, and, and, and come over and wanted to show a donation. Good gracious. She wasn't kidding. Coming in red with $500. You rock. You, you, you kick ass. That, that's just awesome. for uh, It's awesome for us. Awesome for the show. Uh, it's awesome for everybody else because... It, that enjoys the show because it helps keep the lights on and keeps my forehead nice and shiny and keeps Nick in these awesome sweaters. Yeah. Holiday spirit there for sure. God, that's a, that's a huge one. That's a, I don't even know what to say. Uh, God bless. Um, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And hopefully we will keep you around with, uh, your son, Natani, uh, playing more get down the stretch here. Cause, um, I was impressed with him. Also that holding penalty penalty that they called on him. 
BS. That was a terrible call. Um, not to, you know, not just saying that right now, but um, the uh, that was a bad one. And I think anybody with uh, offensive line background uh, would tell you that as well. So um, that's uh, hopefully we get to see him down the stretch, and uh, he can make the conversation for this off season. We talked about Demari Mathis uh, changing things um, at with the perspective of team building on the cornerback position this off season. Maybe you see the same thing with Moody at left guard. Maybe he does enough where you still probably draft somebody uh, for the long-term development perspective, but um, he could definitely be a part of the conversation next year at left guard. And God, I'm, I am dying for some ass kickers up front that uh, really displace people at the point of attack and just bring a physical presence because we have not had that on the offensive line and Moody out there. He can do that. I think when Moody was first drafted, Shelby Harris said he was the strongest player he's ever gone against. Um, just as far as his punch goes. So uh, ho- hopefully we can harness some of that raw uh, ability and strength and uh, see him down the stretch. Yeah. Like I said, my job one is, can you handle the point of attack? Glasgow isn't the most mobile of guys, but he can. And I thought he was an immediate upgrade over, over Cushenberry. Yeah. Uh, Muti, if there's a knock on him right now, it's probably his ability to get to the, you know, his lateral movement, knocked to the, so I haven't seen him play a ton, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, can hold the point of attack. Th- that's a, that's improvement y'all mm-hmm. that is that's improvement so again thank you for and, and not just doing that but taking the effort to do it asking questions how do i make a donation how do i make, and, and changing platforms in order to go and do it that's just it, yeah. it means a lot to us so thank you very much yeah um please give eric some christmas gifts yeah eric's eric's a good one <laughs> um no doubt he's out there in hawaii uh, alaska with our, our supporter deanna henry but uh, guys we're at an hour and three minutes and i don't think we're going to be able to top uh mama Udi coming in there like that um any final thoughts on the defense okay well, final thought for me on the defense i would love for the broncos i know that there's some talk that maybe peyton doesn't have the authority to be, to be giving out contracts right now uh but i would love to lock up alex singleton uh, for the next two seasons on a similar contract and just ha- and exercise the restricted free agent tender on Jonas Griffith and keep those three as your stack off ball linebackers uh, next you season. Call them linebackers, that's what they play. Yeah. Um, Singleton, I, he's going to get a raise. So oh, yeah. you're, you're going to have to, why can't I find him? I figured like he was Singleton. I mean, he's on one, one. Yeah. He's, he's really on a cheap. veteran minimum deal. Yep. He's he's gonna get he's gonna get a five to seven from somebody. Would do you want to pay him? Would you give him a two year deal worth ten with eight guaranteed? I wouldn't. I think you can find him another one like him. I think if he wants to come back for three point five over two years, then mm-hmm. God bless. Um, I would uh, love to have Singleton back uh, with Josie Jewel. I think they both really enjoy each other as well. Um, from what mm-hmm. I'm gathering, they've like you know their best their best buds um, this season. But I'm not looking to pay the linebacker spot. $10 million. Yeah. Um, Jules, Jules cap it this year is four. It's 3.8. Singleton's going to look for similar type of similar type of money and he'll get it on a free agent market. He'll get it. I would love to have him back. I'm not paying him 7 million a year. I'm not paying. There's very few uh, linebackers. I'd be paying that much money. Um, but uh, would love to have him back. Uh, he's played really well with Jewel and uh, he's been great. And also God, we're talking about playing the Cardinals this week. I just need to you know get on the soapbox here real quick. This Cardinals defense is one of the worst in football in EPA per play and DVOA. How many first round linebackers do they have? Scott? <laughs> How many first round linebackers on that uh, Cardinals defense? Too many, probably two, two of yeah. them, uh, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. And yet they're fueling one of the worst defenses in football because 
They can't get after the passer and they can't cover anybody on the boundary. Do not use your premium resources at safety slash linebacker. God bless. Yeah, I don't know, but $10 million into your inside linebacker. That's not too much money on a $220 million cap. That's, that's okay. I would still probably be looking to spread that elsewhere. I'd rather pay that on the offensive line or another defensive tackle uh, or they use that for Draymond Jones than pay that much for the linebacker. I'm, I'd give him the Josie dual contract and be happy with that. So, if you want yeah, that, that's great. I mean, but that's, that's four, you know, that's not too yeah. far off. That's, that's, too, not that's seven, not too far off. Yeah. He's on 3.75 this year. Yep. Um, and it, I'm, I'm assuming it would accelerate next year yep. um, on his cap hit. So that's, that's similar money, but um, yeah, the, the, the young guys that we want to see, you know, step up is a reason why we talk about the difference between why you want Russell Wilson playing and why you don't want Randy Gregory playing one Russell Wilson will help, help the other young guys show out. You know, I, mm-hmm. I need to, if I'm going to test my, wide receivers. I need, I need a better thrower out there. And, and Russell yeah. Wilson's a better thrower than Brett Rippon. I don't think I'm saying anything too controversial here, but you've got a lot of good young edge players. I would, would like to see them play and I've got no upside for Randy Gregory playing. So that is a place where I would like to see, uh, see the young guys go and go often. And Nick Benito, uh, Cooper's playing well. I've enjoyed watching Jacob Martin to a certain extent and, yeah. um, you know, see if he wants to play for another contract. And then Baron Browning can use all the experience that you can get him. Yep. hundred percent. Colin Wood saying, I love how all the blood drains from Scott's face when Nick says something about DVOA. Um, <laughs> I still can't remember what it means. It's defense adjusted value over average or something. Yep. You're hundred percent correct. Um, that's uh that's right. So uh, it's, it's a tool. Um, it's an, it's a tool. No, it's, to it is. It's, it's more information stuff. It's just when you start, when you start wrapping off, you know, ripping off like three of those acronyms in a row, it's it starts it starts sounding like you're singing your ABC song. Uh, don't ask me to do the ABCs backwards. But uh, Richard Miles <laughs> coming in. Morning, guys. Goodbye, Richard. We're getting out of here. Patrick also giving me the hint. Nick, it's time to get out of here. Choose compassion and kindness and drink coffee. That's might steal. Hello, big Ernie. Um, Good to see you. Good morning this, this morning, Ernie Mays. Yeah, Ernie Mays as well. Good to see you. But guys, we got to wrap on up and get on out of here. Make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at bfb underscore pod and at mile high huddle if you haven't done so yet join our facebook group at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and please subscribe like and share on youtube as the ticker says underneath make sure you hit the thumbs up on the way out and uh, we appreciate the heck out of you thank you to everybody who came in and supported us today uh coach uh mama moody of course uh deanna if uh, lawrence I- i'm sure i'm forgetting some people as well but Miguel you guys were in there too Miguel. Yeah, thank thank you guys so much. Um, Andrew Lampy kicked us off as well. Yes, so um, everybody Mark coming Rader. in and, and and everybody in the chat, ninety nine percent of you, <laughs> the one person who's signed in with six screen names that I keep having to ban, just go away, dude, go away. Everybody uh, else, we love you. Well, we love y'all. Make sure you guys are choosing kindness and compassion. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Scott and I will see you tonight. Um, have a great one. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.